seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. Hi. Hey, man. What's up, bro? How are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? You know, just uh, put on my headphones, um, doing, uh, you know, since Omegle got banned, I'm just logging now onto random people's Zooms in hopes that they'll do a podcast with me. So congrats. Aww. Yay, we get to do one together. Uh, my name's Aaron. What's your name? Uh, my name is Rohit. R O H I T. Oh, I don't do it with foreigners. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know. That's, I'm used to hearing that all the time. And my, I'm, I'm Aaron Wolf. I'm Jewish. That's. Do you do? Do you hang with Jews? I, uh, I'll do remote stuff with them, but definitely no like physical like handshakes or anything like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Because then you could. Uh, contract the horn virus yes and i just uh, i i already have a long tail i don't need horns <laughs> well that's a perfect segue to our theme which is uh 2024 in the future because you know with our new year's extravaganza last week we touched on more of the things that were and now it's about things that are to be mm-hmm. that was shakespearean wasn't it yo that was shakespearean as fuck boy yeah. <laughs> Which was in itself Shakespearean. <laughs> uh, so what, what what have you been up to the last uh, week before we jump in? Because we've got pretty patched. Uh, been, besides being busy with work, I finally, 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 finally um, got to do uh, it, my Lord of the Rings Magic the Gathering night with uh, uh, some of my buddies. And um, Okay, remember I said I was going to do a podcast with you? <laughs> I'm not anymore. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this is over. Yeah. That was, that's a, that's a, that's enough of this one. Yeah, so we jammed up for like four hours last night and uh, I won two out of three games. So it's also a... great. Now I know whenever you tell me that you don't have time to do something, <laughs> <laughs> that you're lying. Well, no, this, this is important. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sure. Um, well, cool, man. <laughs> no. I'm kind of joking because as a kid, I I had Magic card, Magic the Gathering cards too. Well, do you but, still have them? Yeah, they're somewhere. They're in like my folks' closet. Uh, you should look for them. They're probably worth something, right? Uh, a lot of money. And I didn't know you used to play. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. I'll look. I'll I'll be there yeah. soon. So I'll. Uh... Yeah, I used to play in high school, and <laughs> I lost a lot of cards, or some went missing. It's like half of my set uh, in my most recent move. <clears throat> Um, but yeah, there was many, many cards worth many thousands of dollars in there, um, that I, some I still do have. So, well, I'll go look and if um, I find them all and they're worth a ton, then I'm done with this show and it's been pleasure. Yeah, man. Peace. Let's face so, it. You'll buy well, Aaron Island. So, yeah. Oh, I'll buy Aaron Island. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, well, that was a big thing this week. Uh, let's see what I'm trying to think what I, oh, I had one funny experience. Yeah. Tell us. Uh, so I was at a show at this great new place, or it's been there for a bit, but new to me, called The Lodge in uh, Highland Park, so in more East L.A. Mm-hmm. Great, cool venue, small. And 
standing next to me, sort of in front and next to, was Bill Walton. And for those who don't know who Bill Walton is, he is former Laker, old guy now, but was like, I think in the 70s and 80s, like a big Laker star. Who's on other teams too. Big hippie. He's big hippie and he's like six foot 11. And so it was one cool to watch him watch the concert. Like that was fun watching this giant tall basketball player from back in the day watch the concert. But the second thing is, dude, I couldn't see anything. Like all I could see was him. Because when he put his arms out, he'd block or if I kind of moved. Like I was kind of behind him and I couldn't see anything. So it was a really weird. And then like the second half he went and sat down, but for the first half I couldn't see anything, but what a funny experience watching him watch the show. And he was like, I think partaking in some uh, extracurriculars. So it was like, that was funny too. Um, by that, I mean eating peanut M&Ms. Yeah, yeah. And so Anyway, that was just an interesting experience. You just never know in L.A. what you might happen upon. So that was just like one of those funny happenstance concert experiences that I'll never forget. Let me tell you, though, I, I kind of feel for him. First of all, Bill Walton used to annoy the shit out of me when he was a play-by-play -play announcer or color commentator, rather, because um, he was so biased against the Knicks. But um, what I do feel bad for him is... Being 6'11", while it was great for his basketball career, and yes, and he's super rich, going to a concert, um, you know, most of the concerts that you and I go to are just, you know, like standing, you know, type things. Um, and like, I'm not 6'11", I'm 6'3", but I still, anytime, no matter where I'm standing, I hear from behind me, ugh, God, damn, <laughs> like, I hear like, get the fuck out of it. Like, it's like people will just like whisper under their breath. I'm like, I'm like, I need to stand somewhere. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I'm sure uh, he probably did feel a little bit bad um, because, you know, most people that are behind him, there, there's probably like an open, like triangular, triangular area um, that's just uninhabitable and you probably got forced in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, but he didn't care. That's what was funny is that he did not... Um, he was just doing him. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, it's, it's, I'm glad. Who were you watching perform? It was a band called uh, Jerry's Middle Finger. Also, I think I said he was on the Lakers and he wasn't on, he was on the, uh, the Celtics, Blazers I think. too, right? Or the Blazers. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. ever on the Lakers. Yeah. Um, okay. And he had a, like, I think when the Clippers weren't in LA yet, he was on the Clippers like briefly. But um, anyway, just to clarify that, cause I got my facts okay. wrong. So was this like a Grateful um, Dead cover band? No, it's they do like their own stuff and they do like other songs, but different. They did like they did the song Dear Prudence by the Beatles. They did this funkadelic crazy oh, wait, most... song that goes, Dear Prudence, you yes. don't have to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what they did is the opposite of what you just did. But yes, that song. Uh, so they just they would bring like their own. They'd make it their own song. So it was very cool. It was a very fun, energetic show. Um, so yeah, that was that's kind of all I did okay. this week. Otherwise, I did nothing. And now you're doing um, of interest, except for uh, some work and stuff like that. But uh, we got to give a shout out to uh, the to people helping bring this show to us. I forgot again this week the uh, 
think I'm supposed to read Jesus about Christ. the drink Celsius. <laughs> so I'm going to read online what it says. Again, Mike Easterman, Mario Lopez, people behind the Celsius drink. Um, and I'm going to read what the website says. It is a very good drink. It's doing very well. Very successful drink. Here's what it says. Ready? And next week I'll bring this little thing. Uh, it says, Celsius is clinically proven to accelerate your metabolism and provide essential energy. Transform your workouts with our delicious range of sparkling and non-carbonated flavors. A fin fitness drink that is technically proven to function. Ooh, I love it. And here's what else I'm reading about Celsius. Um, yeah. And I think our listeners will find this very interesting. That uh, Celsius can refer to a specific temperature on the Celsius scale or to a unit to indicate a difference or range between two temperatures. So um, <laughs> what that means is the difference between two temperatures is like cool and not cool drinks. So, ah. yeah. So if you drink Celsius, it means you drink in the cooler drink. With an extra boost at the gym, and it's delicious, and yes. it helps with workouts. I did. I had one before working out this week, and it helped. It gave me energy. So um, we hope you enjoy all, right. all of its various flavors that include sparkling lemon lime and sparkling orange. Yep. And uh, next week, we'll bring what we're supposed to read. Yeah, great. <laughs> all right, let's go to topic one. <laughs> topic one. Okay, let's kick this off. I know last week's topic was a bit of a downer to start. So I'm going to go a little bit more uh, interesting. We're going across the pond. But before, first for some context, Aaron, have you seen the new Calvin Klein uh, print ad? Or even they even did some TV ad with Jeremy Allen White of The Bear. Yeah, he looks hot. Yeah, he's like shredded and he's wearing just underwear. Um, it's been getting memes. Yeah, and you could like, and they like definitely... Uh... Um, you know, when like you see like male ballerinas yeah, and like, you know that they're male and like, it's like not hiding that they're male. Oh yeah. Big ass bulge. They're like, yeah, they're big ass bulge. Yeah. Jeremy Allen White. They made sure, I don't know if it's, you know, they stuff it or not, but yeah. it's like the, the, the billboards. It's like, there's a bulge with a person. <laughs> Dude, fucking Thor's like dragging around Mjolnir. It looks like, and yeah. the, and what I find so interesting is obviously you know, there's lots of memes. Um, I saw one at work today uh, where away luggage, um, they did like a print ad, which is like you know their luggage, which with like un is wearing underwear, um, like in like the same kind of black and white motif, and it's really funny. Um, and so like, you know, but it's like, but it's good for him. And honestly, if he hasn't already, after this print yeah. ad is out, he is definitely going to lose his virginity if it's if he hasn't already. So good for Jeremy Allen White, you know, knock that one out. Um, and we're all laughing it. at it. We're all great. But honestly, good for him. We're proud of him. He's a phenomenal actor. He looks great in this ad. Everybody wins, right? It's great. Yeah. So let's go across the pond. Right. Because Calvin Klein, also in addition to Jeremy Allen White, has an underwear ad with or, or, or an ad with FKA Twigs. Um, who you may know. Explain who that is. FKA Twigs. She's an actress. She's a singer, dancer. She's like a very, very multi-talented artist and also quite beautiful. Um, her ad, which is... She went out with someone big, Fassbender, right? maybe? Yeah, someone like yeah, that. Yeah, I think Michael All right, Fassbender. anyway. Anyway. Um, and she was also in the iconic uh, HomePod commercial where she's stretching the whole room. That was directed by Spike Jones. Um mm -hmm. Anyway, she is also in a Calvin Klein ad, 
and she's kind of like naked, but she's like being draped in a Calvin Klein like denim shirt. Ooh. The UK has banned this ad. No. Because it says, they're saying that, uh, according to The Guardian, Calvin Klein ad with singer FK Twigs banned for making her, quote, stereotypical sex object. Where they're saying that the UK's advertising standards authority on the grounds have presented her as a stereotypical sex object. Um, it features a singer with a shirt draped across her body, revealing like side boob, part of one breast and the side and side butt, along with the caption "Calvin's or nothing." Um, and uh, two people complained about the image, arguing it inappropriately sexualized her. And then the ASA, after two people complained, said, "Yes, we agree." Um, that the ad used nudity and centralized on FK Twigs' physical features rather than the clothing to the extent that it presented her as a stereotypical sex object. And it's it says that it described the advertisement as irresponsible and likely to cause serious offense. And that um, the ruling states the ad, which first appeared in April 2023, must not appear again in the form of complaint. It's been out almost a year. It took some two, like, fuck, fuck nuts to complain about it. Um, and... Isn't that What's interesting? What's going on with the UK? It's why, it's a why are they becoming... Cause, but I've been there, and they're I actually love, like... I love the UK. I fucking love London. I love Scotland. I know Scotland is necessarily want to be part of the UK. But like, it's... I, it, they are crazy people. Guess, and, but guess what ad has not been asked to be removed? The bulge. The bulge. Jeremy Allen White being completely naked except for a very tight-fitting pair of underwear. Why is it, Aaron... That a like you have a beautiful man wearing nothing but a pair of fucking underwear, just shredded, all this kind of stuff, and we're like, okay, cool. But you have a beautiful woman that all of a sudden that becomes offensive. And I bet you the two people complained were some disgusting trolls, some disgusting like, just like hideous women. I'm gonna, you know and, what it, you know what this is. This this does the thing that a lot of this wokeness and stuff is doing right now is it's doing the very opposite of what they think they're doing. Um, by saying this is stereotypical sex, she's a stereotypical sexual object. They're actually making it stand out how biased they are mm -hmm. toward people not being able to be who they are, and they're they're doing the opposite of women empowerment with this. They're showing but, you, wait, make sure we don't do that because you've got to make sure to empower women by not empowering women. Yeah, they're saying it's only okay for women to be sexy in a print ad if they're like, I don't know, above 400 pounds, or I don't know what the fuck, or, you know, it, it's it's so funny. And you'll look at like, um, I, I appreciate the body positivity movement, I do, but that doesn't mean you exclude people that are of also different sizes that might, might have been more traditionally featured. Do you really, do you really, um love the body positivity no but that's something you have to say as a podcast host um and i mean let's just not beat around the fucking bush here <laughs> i'm just covering my legal bases um so in case of these two fucking fuckheads from the uk if they listen to our pod they can complain too um but isn't it interesting how you've seen this evolution in uh fashion and whether it's ca underwear catalogs, clothing, whatever it is, you see now women of all shapes and sizes and looks, and that's great. But yet you still only see shredded, ripped dudes because apparently it does like body positivity is only for women. 
It doesn't matter if there's an unrealistic body standard for dudes, you know, and the idea of steroid usage, all that shit like that. It, there, that, that happens, man. And like every why isn't like Fat Joe in a underwear? Yeah, I, it's seriously. It's like um, there's the, what is that meme? Um, uh, there's like Lizzo in a bathtub, um, and it's like a side by side, and like one half left side of the picture is like Lizzo, and it's just like strong and beautiful. And then on the right side is Rick Ross with his rolls. And then it says, uh, put a shirt on with the N-word. Um, and <laughs> wow. it's like, Jesus. but like, you know, not the hard R, soft A. Um, but like, <laughs> it's a. the silent R. Yeah. But like, it's so fucking true. And the fact is that Jeremy Allen White can just be his beautiful self. FKA Twigs is not allowed to be your beautiful self. She's being gatekept by the gross chicks that are offended Where's, with her like, beauty. We should have like Jack Black and Chris Farley AI in an ad together. Oh my God. Dude, and you know what's- Right? Yeah, you know what's really- Why aren't they just nude? Yeah. Would, would that be like, would people be like, oh, good body oh, yeah. positivity. Oh yeah, it's like, oh, so strong and brave. Um, fucking- No, they um, wouldn't. They'd say like, no, we don't want that. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's also kind of funny. The same people are also- um, Selena, Go here's the thing. I'm, I hate following any celebrity relationship at all, but I've been forced to see this. So Selena Gomez is dating some dude. Um, I don't mm -hmm. remember. I think he's a music producer maybe. Um, but he's also, no idea. um, he is far from handsome. Um, he's, he's, he's kind of like, a yeah, far from handsome. Um, and I don't remember his name him up. and, but he's like all, he's getting clowned on and memed by so many women. They literally body shame the shit out of this dude. And this, Oh, that guy. I know, yeah, he's a music producer. What's his name? He's a pretty big like he's made a lot of big songs. Benny Benny Blanco. Benny Blanco, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's just the fact. Okay, the same people that are ripping on Benny Blanco are saying FKA Twigs is an unrealistic standard. We can't do that. It's so Aaron, I, this is I just don't know how what the fuck is wrong with the UK and how do we yeah, I, th I guess you start to say it earlier. Maybe it'll backfire. Well, I'm going to say this, too. Guess, you know, not attractive Benny Blanco. Guess what What uh, I did look into this. Guess, guess what background he is. Blanco, Spanish. It's not his real name. Okay. Benjamin. Benjamin. Benjamin, Benjamin White. Joseph Benny White. Levin. Benjamin Levin. Joseph Levin. He's a Jew. Oh, man. So, more Jew shaming. Yeah. Um, what, Jews aren't attractive? Is that what they're saying? See, we can pull this, too. We, could, we oh, can we do could. this. Yes. We can do this, too, but it only applies to some things, not all things. Yeah. All right, screw them all. Yeah. All right, let's move so, on. So, poor... We, we stand with you, FK, and you look absolutely fantastic. In your and Benny yeah. Blanco. Yeah, yes. I think and you're ben, gorgeous. Yeah. Yes. We are Team Benny. Um, Team Benny. Uh, let's so, on. let's move on to some MAGA. Uh -huh. Um, MAGA Monday, which is, uh, we've got, I've got a great one right now. I'm very excited to tell you this. Um, cause th this week has been chock full of crazy MAGA stuff. There's just so much going on, but this one stood out more than the rest. Well, there's two. The first is, have you heard of Mark Epstein? Uh, assuming related to Jeffrey? His brother. Okay. So he was on... A uh, on uh, Piers Morgan, the talk show, uh -huh. and he. Uh, so we're already disaster meeting with disaster. But go ahead, right? Well, no, that's not fair to say that Mark Epstein just because he's the brother is a disaster. Okay. 
apparently had nothing that's to do fair. with that's fair with, okay. he did not apparently have anything to do with anything jeffrey epstein island related i didn't even know my brother had an island anyway but right yeah, yeah. <laughs> he for sure he did but but not not guilt uh so anyway he told pierce morgan that he heard he heard his brother say because his Trump was on, I think, seven flight logs on the list. Mm -hmm. He said that he heard his brother severed ties with Donald Trump when he realized Trump was a crook. To me, this is hilarious. When Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> thinks you're too big a crook. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's very funny. That is absolutely fucking hilarious. Like for Trump to call anybody a crook is like it. it it's he's missing a bit of self reflection. Um, like that but is the, Jeffrey Epstein calling Trump a crook, so he doesn't want to associate with him anymore. It is that's fucking fantastic. When you get called a crook by the world's most infamous pedophile, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I mean, that's just like that's fucking like, something, man. It's very funny. Like, that's like, like, uh, yeah, like saying, look, Jeffrey Dahmer saying, like, look, you know, he ate too much human. <laughs> also, was I don't Trump on the flight logs? I don't think he was. Yeah. Yeah, he was on it seven times. I forget. He's jo John Doe number, like, 173. I don't think that's been confirmed to be him. Yeah, it is. He was on it. No, you can't just say that. Um, well, they was confirmed. I read it was confirmed. I don't think so. Um, unless it was the same flight log that they were showed. I and know, there's just, pictures in it. and There was just... No, those pictures were AI. The ones that Mark Ruffalo shared and that he then retracted later and deleted Here it his is. post. Yeah. Clinton and Trump are named... USA Today. Clinton and Trump are named in Epstein documents. They're named in the Epstein documents. But remember, what that, the article then it goes to show what they're named is in the Epstein documents is that Trump was not on the island. That was all the highlighted thing. He never... Even Virginia Jeffrey and all that. They said he, they, he was never seen at the island. That was the whole thing. And don't make me defend this fucker, but he was not on the island. No, there it says names. Trump's name. No, no, no. Yes, it says yes. Trump's and name read the appears context. in a document read the article and read in the which context. Epstein is quoted as saying he would invite the then real estate mogul to join him. But, uh, but he didn't. Read, read further. He was not. He was never on the flight logs and he was never on the island. Trump actually banned Epstein from Mar-a-Lago. Here's the thing. That's one crook banning a pedo. Two horrible people. Um, but let's just make sure we're factual because there is, uh, you know, we don't want to uh, mislead people. I'm reading. I'm looking. They called it Lolita Express. Yes, that was the flight. Yep. Donald Trump, Bill Clinton traveled on Lolita Express. If that's from the same list that has not been proven true, then that was also the one with Justin Trudeau on there. It's so. a new, no, it's the new doc dump. It says new doc dump. What, are, what, what, showing. what source are you using? New York Post, Daily Beast, CBS News, Economic Times. They're all like in a row. Well, well, we can well, move we'll on. See, we, we'll we see. We can, I mean, that, that was from January 1st, 2024. And that was... These are from six days ago, five days ago, four days ago. Yes, but the I'm just documents saying what have I'm come reading. out since then. Um, and there was even a highlighted part in the document that was like, very specifically, Donald Trump was not on the island. He was not on any of the flights. That was that was in the court documents that were released. So... Um, All right, well... He's guilty I'm, of a thousand other things. 
And that, <laughs> yeah, trust me. Yes. But that, that I just want us to be factual there. So, well, here's another fact. Yes. So I'll, I'll lead to another fact and we'll sure. try to get, instead of harping on that, we'll get to the bottom of it. I mean, there's so many pictures of him posing with Epstein. So sure. let's see what, um, they were associates and then Epstein thought he was too big a crook. So he didn't want him around anymore. The other thing that Trump did that if any other person on this planet said this, they'd be shamed forever. But for him, for whatever reason, people go along with it. Is he specifically said he wants the stock, the, the economy to crash in the next 12 months. So it looks bad for Joe Biden. He is saying for his own one person self good, he wants the economy to crash so that he can win. It's, uh, do you want me to read the yes, exact read the quote? quote? Yes, please. Um, because I just can't believe. Uh, I watched it. I watched the clip, but I'll read the quote. Um, the quote is. Um. One second. Do 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 do. Ugh, now I have to find it. Fill this in with something. Um, uh, I could. Oh, here it is. Here's the quote. I think I have it. Um, uh, we have an economy that's so fragile. No, no, that's not it. Um, and when there's a crash, I hope it's in referring to the economy, when it's a, where it's a crash, I hope it's going to be during the next 12 months because I don't want to be Herbert Hoover. The one president I just don't want to be, Herbert Hoover. Okay, so, so, what, so he's saying that there is going to be a crash when there's a crash. Not that I hope there's a crash. When there's a crash, I hope it's in the next 12 months because I doesn't want to be Herbert Hoover. So um, Herbert Hoover having, I guess, uh, uh, in you know, started his presidency in the midst of a right, huge but crash. What, He's not My saying, I hope is, there's a crash. He's like, he's saying when there's a crash, I hope it's in this time frame, Right. Which is also hoping for bad in the next 12 months. Like saying, I know that the, the country is going to shit. So it better be so I can win. That's like saying when climate change, the planet finally succumbs to climate change. I hope it's during this time. You're not hoping that there's climate change is going to hit. You're just hoping that there's. A Are you time. kidding me? You think that Trump is saying that when you watch him say it, he wants the economy to crash so that he can win. And when you watch him say it, he goes, when there's a crash, I hope it's during this time. Not that I hope there's a crash during this time. It's like when there's a crash, because there is a crash coming. That's the, that's we've been saying that for fucking talking about this for a long time. The market, the economy is right now teetering on a really, really dangerous precipice. And I don't, so, I actually don't think, uh, I don't think there will be a crash. I don't know if you want following all the layoffs that continue to happen. You are, we are, uh, hitting, getting close to a breaking point. And so there is an inevitable crash coming. And so that I think is many people will agree with. I don't want there to be one. I don't think anybody wants there to be one. But I think Donald if, Trump as, wants as someone there to is, be one. Is running as someone that Donald Trump wants there to be a crash. He you, wants anything to help himself. And of course, this he would wants help anything to help himself. But you cannot interpret that he wants there to be a crash. You have to watch the clip. I'm, watch the you clip. You read me the quote. If you read, if that's the exact language he used, that is not him saying he wants there to be a crash. He's saying when there's a crash, he hopes it's at an advantageous time for him. I guess. I mean, when you see it, it's like, yeah. 
interpreted it's still a as shitty, you will. He's a sh- piece of shit, and he's still saying something really shitty. But he's not saying he wants yeah, to be crashed. Here's what an, any other person would say. Um, I'm worried about the economy, but I hope we never get into a crash. I believe in America. I believe in the American people. And that's what we've been used to. But actually, isn't it kind of refreshing for somebody to say something like honest? Although no, because this guy doesn't say anything honest. That's also a good point. Self-serving. But, but it's at, at least it's like the it's thing. Here's the thing: politicians, by their nature, are dishonest. Like like terrible, terrible excuses for humans. His, his lawyer so, was making the argument that he could kill his political opponent when he's president and not get prosecuted. Yeah, and that's like, also that's not something that's like something you don't say out loud. Um, I know. Yeah. Like and he sat there next to the next to the lawyer. If, if that was my lawyer and I was sitting there and he said that, I'd be like, dude, no. Here's the thing. Dude, stop. Donald Trump is Eric Cartman in real life growing up. Like that is just the literal like exact person that he is. Um all, all of Eric Cartman's flaws. Um so um there's, like I said, there's nothing uh, I really respect about the dude, but um, he's funny. And um, yeah, he's he doesn't very mean funny. to be funny. No, he's some fun- of like he is the funniest person, possibly the most funny, most famous non-comedian in history. And he's actually a comedian. I disagree. I think he doesn't mean to be fu- his funniest things. Like when he just put out a thing that he was a prophet. Uh I mean, he doesn't mean that to be funny. It is funny because it's like this kind of weird Scientology cult Bro, thing. All, all his nicknames, like Shifty, uh, Schiff, and Crooked Hillary, and Sleepy Joe Biden, those are really funny. What, what did he call Ron DeSantis? Meatball? The Sanctimonious. The Sanctimonious. That's not, that's not that good. No, they're all fucking funny. Like, it's he's, not trying to be funny, though. It's just He's absolutely trying to be funny. He's a bully. And but sometimes bullies say funny shit. That doesn't mean you should encourage them. But sometimes you're like, that was kind of funny. You're encouraging <laughs> so, him, and we know he's listening right now. And you're oh, encouraging yeah. him. Yeah. Well, Donald, if you're listening, join our show and drive our ratings up. Um, <laughs> you have a MAGA though. I want to get to yours yes, before yes. we. Uh... Last one is very silly. Um, we're going to uh, my most favorite hilarious country, uh, Canada. Um, God damn it again. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This one's really great. Um, Where so, I'm moving in November. Yeah. According to CTV News in Montreal and a lot of other things, porch pirates are they are a problem. The porch pirates are people that steal your packages, right? A lot of times they follow the FedEx truck, the UPS truck. They'll stay a block behind them or half a block behind them. And they'll just keep picking up. They'll like a FedEx will drop off a package and then they'll just pick up the packages and drop them in their car. They just steal shit. And this is actually a federal crime. Now, what the wait, the, it's wrong that I do that. <laughs> <laughs> so what the uh, yes, and you should listen. But now you might be actually happy hearing this. Yes. So um, what Montreal West? Um, they have their city council and the provincial police. They are urging Quebecers to stop sharing ring and security doorbell footage of people stealing their packages. They are encouraging them because they're saying. Um, Wait, is this like Jeremy Allen White's package or (laughs) they are? No, because they're saying um, because you are infringing on their privacy by. So they're saying if someone steals your shit, do not share footage of them stealing your shit because that is infringing on their privacy and it's not fair. They didn't give you permission to share their video. Um, So, yes, if you live in Montreal, please. Please disregard the police right now and tell them to fuck off. 
Yeah. And I think they will. And they'll say it in French and it'll sound like fine. We're going to get to the French and actually like soon more something they did. But a, oh, you know, eh? oh, you know, eh? oh, my package. Eh? Um, all right, let's go to sports. I hear you. I hear you. I feel your pain. Yeah. Um, should we make some quick football predictions? Oh, yes, yes. Let's do that because we're usually we usually do this. So it's the NFL playoffs. And by the way, Aaron, I got to send my NFL playoff challenge uh, invite to you. Uh, I haven't yep. sent it out to anybody yet. Okay, so AFC and NFC. We've got six games this weekend. Aaron, let's start with the Saturday night game. I know we're going out of order. Your Dolphins, Tyreek Hill, goes back to where he really like started his career and had some of his biggest years and won, uh, won one Super Bowl. Um, Kansas City. Aaron, who you got? I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins here. So am I. I think you Dolphins, are. Yes, I am. I think Dolphins win this on the road. Um, I, I absolutely adore Mike McDaniel, and I think he's going up against the best coach in the NFL with Andy Reid, but I think Mike McDaniel is easily top five or will be top five after this postseason. Um, you know, and I, I also think because everyone thinks we're not going to win, that's why we're going to win. No, I think, I think you guys are going to go into Arrowhead on a very cold January day. Um, and I know the Dolphins, historically, you guys do not play well in cold weather. Um, but I think that you guys beat Kansas City. And I think it's going to be a very good high-scoring game. I agree. And I just, I think that they're not, yeah, they're not that good. Um, All right. Yeah. So. Uh, let's keep going. But yeah, I'm yeah, glad you, you think you, that. You I, I really down, think we're going to win. you guys can shut down Kelsey, um, I really think that they don't have enough weapons that could, you know. Um, that could really take them past your guys' defense. Um, all right, next one is the Cleveland Browns with the shocking Joe Flacco coming in as the second-best quarterback of the last seven games of the NFL season, only behind Matthew Stafford, um, leading the Browns to the playoffs against the 10-win Houston Texans that literally picked second in last year's NFL draft and now have won their division. Um, Aaron, the Texans will host Cleveland. Who, who wins this one? The Texans. I think that uh, their their rookie quarterback is awesome, and uh, Stroud, and uh, I think the Browns are uh, are playing. They're like this. They're not that good. I got Browns in a blowout. Really? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think I think Cleveland is going to make a run. Um, all right, and the last right. AFC game: Steelers, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers go to Buffalo to face the Bills. Cold team versus cold team. Um, gritty team versus gritty team. Josh Allen, good quarterback um, versus <laughs> Mason Rudolph. Um, so yeah. this one's easy. No, this sorry, no. Is... This is Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. Sorry. Oh yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. This is the easiest one of the week. I think that the Bills win by a lot, by two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Bills got this one. Now let's move it on over to the NFC. Um, digging. Green Bay Packers. Mike McCarthy. Coach of the Dallas Cowboys hosts his old team, his super team that he won a Super Bowl with, the Green Bay Packers. Packers go to Dallas. Jordan Love at quarterback there. Who wins this one? Dallas, easy too. Yep. Da this Dallas alone. This one's going to be a blowout. Fucking blowout. Um, I unfortunately have Dallas Boring game. pretty far. Boring game. Yes, this game's going to suck. Um, next game, I know, uh, I would say objectively and i know you've got a dog in the fight so you probably can't be objective about this but i think this is the most interesting storyline of this whole weekend 
This is Matthew Stafford as an LA Ram with a Super Bowl ring goes back to Detroit, mm-hmm. a place that loves him so much and plays against the quarterback he was traded for, Jared Goff, who has really led Detroit to an excellent season this year. Will this be Jared Goff's redemption against the team that discarded him and the old coach, Sean McVay, or will Matthew Stafford come have the greatest homecoming one could imagine? Yeah, I think Matthew Stafford, I think that the Rams are going to beat the Lions. I think and they, game, the Lions screwed up. Their be, one of their best offensive weapons is yep. probably not playing. Yeah, Matt Laporta, their tight end that suffered, I believe, an Sam. MCL strain. Sam sorry, Sam, sorry, Sam. I knew a Matt Laporta by the way back in college. Sam Laporta, um, their tight end, rookie tight end. Yeah, he suffered an MCL strain, I believe. Um, so he's going to be out. Uh, uh, I don't know if he's going to play again this postseason. We'll see. Um, but I just, I don't. Uh, the Lions aren't really beating good teams, and. Uh, I just don't. I I think the Rams are uh, a far better team, and I don't think Jared Goff is that good a quarterback. So I just, I don't quite see it. I don't see. I think the Lions are one and done. Yeah, I think this comes down to the pressure that the Rams can put on Jared Goff um, and force him into his first reads. Um, and they've they've had a pretty good young secondary. And I think at the same time, losing Laporta, such a great weapon offensively, but also a great uh, blocker. Um, it, this is going to be a tough game, and I think the Rams win this one. Um, and, and finally, the, there's one more, right? Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles, having lost the division lead, they were ten and one at one point, then lost five of the last six, which has been so funny, so hilarious, <laughs> so delicious, um, including one of those games to my New York Giants at the very last game of the season. Um, they go on the road now to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Bucks. And you've got Jalen Hurts with an injured uh, thumb or hand. Um, A.J. Brown's a little banged up, and the Eagles are a – they've been torpedoing over the – I, I bet the Eagles season. a surprise and win. Yeah, I got the Eagles. I don't think that the – I think the Bucks are pretty bad. I agree. They got lucky they're in a bad division. They, they shouldn't really be in the playoffs. They, yeah, they won the division with nine games. Like, come on. Like, this is – I think Eagles by two touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. All right. We're almost in a full agreement. Yeah. So I think the only um, ones we disagree on are Houston. the Texans. Yeah. The Houston, Houston, Cleveland. I think we got the rest. Are we aligned to the rest? We've yeah. got Bills, Chiefs, Cowboys, Rams, Eagles. So let's see who uh, who's right on the one game and if Rohit and I are yeah. wrong on all yes. the others. Yeah. Sorry we didn't make that very interesting for you guys. No, but uh, we'll we'll keep bringing the predictions, and and now let's jump into our hope in sixty because yeah yeah we have uh, a few uh, good ones. So ready? You've got the timer. I've got the timer. We're gonna solve timer. your hope in sixty seconds. All right, my dude, you are up first. Your ready? Yes. All right. Um, have you heard uh, that the uh, that France just named their new prime minister who got elected? Um. His name is Gabriel Attal. Okay. And he's a 34-year-old gay man. Okay. Great. So youngest, first gay president. And the only reason that I feel hopeless about this is, does this make it so we cannot say the phrase gay Perry? Gay Perry? You've never heard that? No. Like, gay Perry? Am I making it up? Uh... I have no idea what you're talking about. Gay uh, Perry he... meeting. It's Gay Perry, French pronunciation. Per, the term comes from the time when gay meant happy and carefree. Gay Perry means something like joyous Paris. You have seven seconds. 
Because if you say it, then is it like offending? Because I've never heard gay parry, so I guess it doesn't impact me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, you you know why you just gave me hope? The well, fact you've never heard that phrase. Yeah. Which I think I knew that phrase. Yeah. It's amazing you didn't know that phrase. Yeah, That's I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, okay, so uh, I will go with um, my topic. Like, imagine though saying, like, I'm going to gay Paris. What? You're going to, the president? Do you have a problem with that? And that's like a phrase that used to everyone used to say. Anyway, our listeners will get it. Rohit will come around at some point. Okay. Um, well, all right. Well, here's my uh, topic. All right. This topic is out of India, where a Bengal monitor lizard, uh, you know, those big monitor lizards, was raped by four men in Maharashtra. Um, what? Yes. Yeah, so four hunters men? have been arrested for allegedly raping a Bengal monitor lizard in the Saidari Tiger Reserve. Um, the officials came to know about it when they checked the mobile phone of one of the accused. Um, and they actually recorded themselves raping the lizard. India is already, Aaron, here's my hopelessness beyond that, beyond that animal torture. Uh, India is already kind of like one of the rape capitals of the world. Now they've moved on from women to lizards. What, <laughs> how, how, how do you have any hope? I have hope. It's not going to give you hope. I'm not the Indian on this call. Yeah. On this talk. Yeah, <laughs> on this pod- <laughs> podcast. Hey, <laughs> for once, it's not. <laughs> lately, it's not. It's not me. You're the Indian man. <laughs> you're the you're the one. You're the one who has the better chance of fucking a lizard. Yeah, I can. I think it's safe to us. Uh, uh, I can. We can assure the audiences that this Indian does not rape women or lizards um, or any beings whatsoever. Um, so yeah, that was a rough one. Um, well, let's go to. That was rough. I was not expecting that. Because um, just so you know, listeners, on, on our sheet that has all our research and stuff, all it says is lizard. So that's all I knew. So when he said four men having sex with a lizard, it caught me off guard. But, uh, hey, I'm not the Indian. So, all right, topic two. Yes. Um, this is an interesting one. Because I, I feel I, I had an interesting experience that I want to share. Um, so I went to one of these pro like Palestine protests because it was very close to where I live uh-huh. and I knew it was good. They, what they had done is they had, um, decided they were going to do a free Palestine pro all that stuff protest in front of a synagogue on Saturday so that it would shut down they'd have to move the synagogue the people um who wanted to go to services had to go to an unspecified location so they had to shut down the synagogue because these protesters were going to protest outside of an innocent random synagogue um so i went i'm gonna i i took some videos so i'll put something together and put it on social um i went i walked in to the protest area it was vile. It pissed me off so much because Tell this us about isn't. It. What'd you see? Well, this isn't protesting to make a point. This is protesting to disrupt innocent people who have nothing, zero to do with Israel and, and Palestine. Nothing. So even if you're pro Hamas, um, even if you're pro ceasefire, 
whatever you might be. These people are in Los Angeles at their institution. No Jews are going to mosques and making them shut down their services, zero. So I was shocked. And then when I walked in, I was talking and I'll, I'll put some of it up. I was talking, saying some of my points to the camera to then put up on social later. And I got a few, like, I'm gonna kill you stare downs from some of these protesters. One in particular, as I was talking, he just got up to me like, um, you know, that like male, I'm gonna, I wanna, like I wanna in be. Your face kind of like stare down kind of shit. Yeah. And the only reason nothing happened was because there were a zillion police, which also made me feel bad that so many police have to be used with these people um, constantly all over the country because they constantly protest. Um, Dude, they shut down all the bridges and tunnels in and out of New York a few days ago. People couldn't They've shut home. down multiple freeways here. Yeah. They, and, but, but it's one thing to do that. It's another thing to shut down a synagogue with innocent people. And what I saw, there were some Jews there. There were some uh, people for Israel. And I saw them just saying, like, leave the Jews alone. And the Free Palestine people have an anger, have a, like, it's like they just want, they want, they, they want to be violent. They're ready to be violent. And that's what I felt in this is anger, violence. Let, we want to, we want to hurt. And, and it's outside of synagogue. And again, um, people might think that I'm wrong. I was there. And so what, what makes me sad, extra sad with this row, and then I want some hope is, you know, for a long time, was feeling it um, on the right, right, white wing, you know, right, white supremacists in our country and neo-Nazis, they hate Jews. And that was happening in this country forever, for a very long time. And then now we have all these people and it's, it really, and I've talked to a lot of Jewish, of fellow Jews about this. We feel, where does this leave us? Where do we go? We have both sides, at least on the extremes, hating us. And those have the loudest voices. And where does it leave us? We can't go to synagogue safely. And, um, and we have things like what happened in Pittsburgh with all the shootings. And then we have these kind of people doing this. So it's, it, it's, where does it leave us? And why does this keep being okay? This isn't like, you know, it's, it's this country, so it's okay to protest. Yes, but to a point, man, like at what point is this just disruption and civil discourse that doesn't, it's, it's caught, it's like fear tactics. It feels like fear mongering. I don't understand the people that choose to take the important right to protest and turn it into intimidation. Yeah, there we go. Fellow the citizens word. that are so not connected. Why? All these protesters should be fucking protest. If they believe that we as a country are supporting a cause that they don't believe in, go to the powers that be. Why is it that they are intimidating and threatening citizens? 
Do that to politicians. Do that to your fucking elected representatives. They're the ones that can make a change. Why? I don't understand why they have to shut down traffic bridges. It's like, oh, well, so they get a message. No, go directly to the power. Speak truth to power if that's your truth. But the fact is that they are taking, the only reason that they're doing this to synagogues, they're doing this to normal citizens is because they know the citizens can't and won't do anything back. They know the government has... We've saw, we've seen what they did with the January 6th protesters. You got people that, you know, been held for years now without a trial, a speedy trial. You've got all this shit, whether you agree with J6 or not, they, that has been a huge strong arm. Well, by the no, government. I think you just hit on something. I think that these people know if they go outside a synagogue, if they went into, if they went into the synagogue and actually, if they like trespassed, they get arrested and go to jail. But to just intimidate. It's like if the January 6th protesters didn't go in, but they went right around it and intimidated anybody who walked through. Um, the January 6th protesters screwed up because they went in and you don't yep. do that. These protesters haven't done that. If they did, they'd be arrested just like the other people. Yeah, but and the thing is, um, if they actually truly believed in it, they would take it to the powers that be. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's you're not, just intimidation tactics and they yeah, know they can't get in trouble. And you're not even going to convince anybody. Zero people will be convinced. And their big argument is like, well, at least there's awareness. You're talking about it. Yeah, but not in a light that's supportive. No, and I've never in my yeah. life seen protesting this amount of protesting. And it's something that has nothing to do with the land they're protesting on. Even like Black Lives Matter was happening on the, the streets here. This is two different countries. American Jews and Israelis are different people. We're yeah. Jewish. We're different people. Um, I'm American first. I'm not Israeli first. Um, so, yeah, it just, there, you know, as you always say, freedom of speech. I guess there's nothing that can be done unless they did go into a building or trespass, then they would get arrested and get in big trouble. But unless that happens, I mean, I guess they can do it, but I just, I don't understand. It's like, find some, find something else to do with your time. Yeah, like get a job or something. Yeah, yeah do anything. <laughs> like, so do you have any other hope? Because it just isn't stopping. Um, Honestly, the the hope is that this is a they're gonna see it. this is just gonna backfire like you actually saw it when biden was giving a speech i think it was yesterday um you had a couple people that were standing up they're like we demand a ceasefire right in the middle of he's talking he's like like and then they got kicked out but then he was just like listen we are trying to de-escalate as much as we can you know and i'm having negotiations and all this and then what that led to is after they're getting, as these people are getting pulled out, you had the entire crowd then start chanting four more years. And I think that is kind of a, a, a symbolism. It's like, as these people are disrupting, you're only going to embolden people the other way. You saw these protesters disrupt something and then the rest of the crowd's like, fine, you know what? Four more years. And I think like that, that's, that I think is that, that, that gives you hope is that it's just like, it's fewer people. They're not going to, you've seen that they're not convincing a giant crowd. They're actually getting the crowd to say, yo, four fuck out of here. Yeah. Well, it's years. also ridiculous yeah. with him that they, on the left, they're saying ceasefire. On, on, on the right, they're saying that 
he's not doing enough. It's like you can't uh, you can't win. To me, he's doing it as it should be done. And right now, it's good to probably try to de-escalate while let, letting them still get the Hamas uh, leaders, which they're doing. They're getting the people. It's also, I, I heard this stat. Right now, Hamas for a war. Hamas to not Hamas. It's like 1.3 to 1. That's the ratio. It's almost 50-50, the amount of people that are getting killed that are direct Hamas um, terrorists. And in other wars, like I think Afghanistan, it was like two to one. In Vietnam, it was like three to one. So the ratio of how Israel is tactically doing this, even when Hamas is using people as human shields and all the stuff we know, is actually incredible um, for a war that has to happen to get rid of the terrorists. So... And if people don't want war, which I get, we as Jews don't want war, right? We don't. We've never wanted war. It's a great concept. It's a wonderful concept. And let's hope we get to that place in society. We never wanted this in the first place. Yeah. I mean, then they probably shouldn't have started the war. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So. Um, well, let's move on to... Uh, um, we haven't touched on that in a bit, so I wanted to bring up my experience. And now let's do a little uh, Hopeless in TV and then, before we wrap up the show. Yeah, yeah. So, Aaron, have you heard of a movie called Cannibal Holocaust? <laughs> like, what a, fu- what well, a fucking transition. Wow. What a um, transition. Uh, no, I haven't, but I'm about to. Yeah, um, and it's actually nothing to do with Jewish people. Um, but they're Finally. Film, the director, uh, Ruggiero Diodato, he was arrested and charged with obscenity, and he had to show up to court because he was charged later with murdering several actors on camera and facing life in prison. What happened is after this, they shot, this is like supposedly like the one of the, if not the most gory movie ever made. Hmm. Um, and his actors disappeared for one year. They were gone a year after the film. Nobody had seen the actors and they're like, uh, we think he murdered him. They actually, no way. Used, so they in court, like they said, like, okay, the evidence is uh, in the movie. So the court day comes and the actors show up and <laughs> they, and so then they, they, they provide the videos from that. It was special effects. So this movie, they special effects and the murder and the gore and the mutilation is so, so, so realistic um, that it convinced people that they actually killed people. But so much so uh, Ruggiero, uh, the director, he was like, I know people are going to buy this. He actually contractually signed the actors that they had to disappear uh, for a year and go off the grid just so they can kind of like build the mythology of this film. Now, the hopelessness comes from Yeah, because that's brilliant. Okay, That's fucking amazing. The hopelessness comes from I was like, I was like, all right, I'm going to watch the shit out of this because that's amazing. I want to give this guy views. But then I found out, Aaron. Yeah. The absolute animal cruelty that was not special effects. Oh, God. Actually committed on film. So they took um, an opossum while it's alive, wriggling. They just started stabbing it, shredding it open with a knife. Oh, um, a turtle while it's, you know, do you know what docile innocent turtles are? They yeah, you have taking, a turtle. Yes. I own a fucking turtle. Pete the turtle. She's 20 years old this year. Um, they started while well, this poor turtle, she's walking around. They start hacking her head and her limbs off as she's screaming and crying in pain. They just chop off all her limbs, her tail and her head while she's still wait, alive. Wait, you just talk. Pete the turtle is a she? Yeah, Pete the turtle is a she. 
So, but so oh my turtle god, twenty years ago? Uh, well, no, we only found out she was a girl like six years in when she started. The eggs were a dead giveaway. Um, okay, I I feel so, like you started a trend along. Okay. Yeah, um, but this this turtle, and then as she's still like alive and screaming for pain, they cut open her shell and rip her entrails out. Okay, <gasps> they a tarantula, big beautiful one. They just started slapping up with a machete. A boa constrictor. How was this allowed? Where was this filmed? This was filmed in, uh, where was it filmed? Because PETA would not allow this. Um, Yeah, this is an Italian film. Uh, Where was it? Um, I don't know. This Wikipedia article is really long. Well, wherever it is, so we can uh, move on. Here's the hope yeah. I'll give you. Well, I want to give you one more of the fucking animal things. Oh, God. Um, like, because that wasn't it. So they um, also um, uh, took a squirrel monkey, two squirrel monkeys, sorry, and decapitated them alive with a machete. Like these innocent, like these monkeys are screaming. And they took a pig and shot it in the head with a 22 pellet caliber rifle, point blank. It didn't die, so they just kept shooting it. Well, this is easy for me. Okay. How do you um, find hope that the people can, like, this guy should be in prison. At first, I was so happy he got out. Then I wanted to fucking He should be in prison. Jail. This movie should never be seen by anybody. And, uh, and everyone needs to know this story. And this, this is absolute human filth that this guy, who the, whoever this guy is, human filth. And I feel this is the only time we'll ever um, hear about him. I think this is going to disappear. This movie isn't. No one's going to watch this. Yeah, I. I, I think that the that the truth. Uh, yeah, this guy's yeah. career is lasting this amount of time. And sadly, um, British film magazine Total Film ranked *Cannibal Holocaust* as the tenth greatest horror film of all time. It was listed in similar in the top twenty-five horror films compiled by Wired magazine. The film also came eighth on IGN's list of the ten greatest grindhouse films of all time. Still, nobody watch it. You're supporting animal cruelty. Yeah. Nobody watch it. Yeah. So fuck Cannibal Holocaust and fuck the director. <laughs> anybody that and anybody that took a part in in making this, like it's just, it hurts to even talk about this. Disgusting. Yeah. Um. So uh, what, uh, speaking of disgusting, did you see the film Maestro yet? Oh, Aaron, I must admit, I failed my assignment. I did. All right. Well, we we get to wait another week until we get to yes. discuss the only movie that's worse than Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> well, here's one that I know is not worse, but it's also not a great movie. Aaron, I love Wes Anderson, and I finally got around to making time to see Asteroid City. Aaron, what did you did you see the film before I tell you what I thought? I just watched a little of it. I couldn't stand it. I turned it off, which I've liked some of Wes Anderson's movies, and some of them I only make it through 20 minutes. I, I mean, from Bottle Rocket to Fantastic Mr. Fox. To, That's my favorite. Fantastic um, Mr. Fox. Darjeeling Tea to like, all, I've loved all his films. I've really enjoyed it. I thought they're like I didn't really like cute. the submarine one. That that one I did not uh, get through. Life Aquatic. Um, yeah. I enjoyed that. I thought it was fun. But holy shit, was Asteroid City a turd. Dude, nothing happened. It was his most beautiful, I think, um, uh, sort of... Uh, color and uh all you know like yeah I he's felt, always like, good at that aesthetically he's always good beautiful. at color yes um but this man was it was like mumble dialogue for fucking yep. two hours with a play or something yeah oh god and i hate plays and um <laughs> 
And like none of the dialogue was even interesting. It was all repetitive and everything dragged out. Every scene felt like the longest scene I've ever seen. Yeah, took- I, that's why I can't. I only made it 20 minutes and I was like, nope. This is a bad Wes Anderson. These movies, you need to have story, dude. When Wes Anderson, aesthetically, it looks good, but you've got to bring a story that's interesting. And, dude, and that it's... makes sense that where there's like, where you care. I didn't care. Did you care? Like 10 minutes no. in, I don't care at all. I literally didn't care. There was a fucking alien that came down. I was like, uh, I kind of care, but not that much because this movie is boring. And yep. it's and that it. Yeah. The, um, the good news is this movie was not uh, well received. So uh, I think, I hope he learns that like he has a talent, but you got to tell a story, man. You just can't make yeah. these things that are, people get sick of it. It was. So I don't know anyone who liked this movie. I'm like looking at the Rotten Tomatoes reviews and it's got like 75% on the critics. And it's just like. You know what it gets on Google? When you just What's go that? to Google and, you know, they have the yellow lines, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, it gets a 2.1. Yeah. That's pretty bad. <laughs> That's, like, like, very bad for um, for Google to get a 2.1. Usually a movie gets around a 3, then the good one, big ones get 4s, but a 2.1 is very low. Um, uh, I mean, but, like, listen to these fucking critics. Like, this is them, like, sucking. You can actually hear them, like, sl- like slurping on their gargling. own fucking cum. Like, <laughs> for example, Matthew Licona, L-I-C-K-O-N-A, funny, from, uh, from uh, he's a top critic, says, As ever, the mannered speech and meticulous framing lend a certain unreality to the proceedings. Oh, to say God. nothing of the brightly saturated image, but it's hardly style for style's sake. Okay, whatever, dude. Oh, he needs and, to be punched in the face. Keep going. Oh, yeah. And Chris Climax says, this movie Chris was what? bliss. Chris Climax. <laughs> Not Climax, but Climax. Oh. Yeah. Um, he's from Washington City Paper. says, this movie was bliss. It was great to see Jeffrey Wright, the standout player from the French Dispatch, solidify his standing on the Wes Anderson players. None of these guys say anything about the movie. One guy say it's stylistic. No. Not for you know what? One guy's like, I'm happy to see this guy. What the fuck? The movie sucked. You know how they pro- people project what they want people to think about them? These people are yes. just, these reviewers are just trying to sound self-important. So then oh, they feel yeah. self-important. They feel like, look, li- listen to how important I am as a reviewer. Ugh. Gross. Blech. But you know what wasn't gross, Rowett? What's that? The new Chappelle special. Oh, I need to watch it. Tell me. Tell me about it. I won't say much, except it's very cool how it's framed because he goes back to like, to the first theater in DC that he performed at when uh-huh. he was 22 or something like that the first big show he had um he goes back to that theater and so it's a smallish venue um looks pretty small and um it's look i i think all of his things are always funny even the ones that you weren't supposed to think were funny i think they're still funny um and i think this is also very funny there were some things that are more hit and some are a little miss, you know. But man, that guy just knows how to do it. Was it's it like, like a two-hour special or a one-hour special? One hour. It's okay. like him, Chris Rock. You know, there's like there's certain people that just have the craft down so well. Uh, what's his name? You know, um, also, Jim, he's Jim kind Jeffries. Of... There's just some guys yeah, that are yes. just. Um, and I think Gervais, Ricky Gervais. Like, there's guys who just have it. Like Dave and Ricky and even Chris are like just examples of people that have so much gravitas. Whereas 
because they've been so funny for so long. Even if they drop a joke that's mid, something that you and I, if we were to like say it on stage or something like that, people are like, okay, all right, I guess it's funny. But when they say it, you laugh because it is their it's intonation. So it's, it's intonation. Yeah, it's so much funnier coming out of their mouths and just their delivery, but also their command of an audience. It's almost like um, the pie, their pied pipers of comedy. In essence, you know you're going to laugh. And I think, I just think that the, that power is so fascinating to me. And I think there's very few you'll ever get to see wield it. Dave Chappelle yeah. is absolutely one of them and he's a master. He's earned that. Just like uh, the Golden Globes with uh, poor Joe Coy. Oh, uh, God. I actually, I hated it seeing it, but I, in, the, in, the, in the aftermath, I'm feeling kind of bad for him. I feel bad for him too. And uh, I don't really know who he is, except I've seen him on the marquee at the Laugh Factory when I drive by it. And that's it. I didn't know anything about him except I've seen his name on that thing because I have to drive by it every day. And I know uh, him from like when he used to be on like the Chelsea Handler show. Oh, uh, I did. I anyway. He. Uh, um. I feel. Yeah. That. But that shows how even when you're, you know, he's a I know very popular comedian. How hard it is to command a room like that, and uh, and in that case, Ricky Gervais with the Golden Globes has commanded that room by saying whatever the hell he wants and it works. And with Joe Coy, at least this go around, well, I think this will be his only go around with this show. Yeah. Um, it didn't work. And but also, yeah, he fucked up though. What he should not, he, he's, he kept blaming his jokes that bombed on his on writers. On the writers, which is so wrong. Like it's so fucked up. You just don't do that. If any, and he said, oh, that was, I wrote when people laughed. If anything, you do exactly the opposite. Like exactly the opposite because that's actually one hundred. Yeah, you absolutely do. You say when it bombs, you say sorry. That was one I wrote. Yeah, I wrote um, that one. <laughs> I wrote that one. Uh, we got to go yeah. to my writers. I think this next one might be for yes. my writers. It'll hopefully land better. Yeah, sorry, my I'm bad. Like, I had I had ten days. I uh, I'm the only. You, you say like <laughs> I'm the only one who's been prepping for this my whole life with the opportunity of having this moment. The writers only got hired ten days ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you know, it's like we're like. You know, I, I, we had, we had 10 days to prepare and, you know, um, I spent the first nine on a Coke binge, but my writers, they did have a whole 10. <laughs> yeah. They, so anything that's landing is from them. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's not because know, like, of my delivery, which yeah. is obviously present in this room right now. Um, <laughs> like he could have, he could have easily pivoted when you start bombing and then you start going after yourself then that you could just you could turn the audience in the right direction unless you you're Ricky Gervais like you, you have to be a certain something when Ricky oh, Gervais yeah. like rips on someone and everyone's kind of in shock he just knows how to eat it alive oh yeah that's because Ricky Gervais has just like we talked about he's got that aforementioned like like that power that comedic power where he can do whatever the fuck he can bend the wheels of people um and Joe Coyne does no, not have that. doesn't. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So I got two viewing assignments ahead of me. Yes, you do. Um, Maestro first, though. You have to see the first 20 minutes of Maestro. Okay. I don't, uh, I'm very curious why only the first 20 minutes. Well, you, well, watch the whole thing. By all means, I hope you watch the whole thing. Okay. But uh, at least get through 20 minutes of it. If you're enjoying it, which would be really funny, then, uh, <laughs> then just keep watching it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so I think we have one from 4chan uh, with love and one submission. We'll wrap up. Uh, we've got a little yes. long today, but look, we're happy to be back. It's a yes. We missed a, you guys. The future is is bright as we're showing you with all these different topics. So uh, 
Yes. Have at so, it, Rohit. Give me a from 4chan with love. This yes. is on 4chan. This this one is titled, um, nice to meet you, I am Canadian. Um, okay, and here's the green text. Hello, I am Canadian. Canada is a unique nation with its own unique culture, distinct from America. We listen to American music, watch American movies, watch American sports leagues, live and work in America at a way higher rate than Americans live and work in Canada, depend on the USA for defense, depend on USA trade and infrastructure to keep our economy afloat, depend on US markets to sell our natural resources. Uh, but we are a very unique country. Our national heroes, Drake, members of Rush, Justin Bieber, uh, are distinctly Canadian and don't at all sound like American music. We totally don't live under an American culture milieu that dominates every aspect of our cultural production. Oh, by the way, Newfies and French people suck and have no culture, but the rest of Canada has a culture that is very distinct and not just an extension of America. I mean, sure, every Canadian province that borders the U.S. trades more with the USA states to their south than their adjacent Canadian provinces, but we are still very distinct and totally not an extension of the USA. I hope you learned today about all the unique things about my country. Canada is certainly more different from general American culture than Mississippi is from Oregon or Montana is from Hawaii. By the way i call beanies tooks and adirondack chairs muskoka chairs we have a very unique culture wow 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 <laughs> rohit rohit i am gonna tell you this this yeah. is the best fortune by far and here's why <laughs> as a uh, canadian citizen and an american citizen um growing up we would always say this about Canada, it's, it's known thing. We'd always say Canada gets things six months after the U.S. Everything that's trendy here becomes trendy there six months later. And whenever we'd go visit, I'd go there every summer at least and spend summers there. We'd always joke because the thing that was like that was popular there then was already popular in the U.S. like the year before. <laughs> and what you just said is so so true i mean look they do have their own culture there really is it's a more yeah. uh it's a more um a very unique culture it's a rough it's a refined thing that size you have to find <laughs> but they do and, and i'm proud of my canadian heritage and there is but there's a lot that's the same <laughs> I, honestly i really do love canada but it's so funny to make fun of canada especially since like you have a, a cultural background there so which makes it even more fun um, yeah so and they, will try, you go yeah. to toronto there are differences but a lot of it feels just like a giant <laughs> yeah. u.s city like it's a yeah. huge city there's a lot of traffic same cars mostly the same food same sports you know right in downtown <laughs> what do they have a baseball team. <laughs> and you know what they don't have? What? Uh, is people that rape monitor lizards. No, they don't. They're not. They don't. They're not similar to India. No. They're much more similar to the Although, U.S. Like Canada and like the main cities are like 20% Indian people now. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. A, there are a ton. Um, yeah. You'd blend in real easily as a oh, Canadian. Yeah. Uh, you know who else would? People just, people you know just who, walk me out. You know who else would it? blend in as a Canadian? Every American. <laughs> 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 the, oh. the accents are a bit different i could actually for me it's very there there's a sense of humor that's a bit different and in, in a good way they have a there's a great more like i don't care sense of humor and there's an accent so i can actually spot a canadian like i could talk to someone and know they're canadian immediately but for most people it's 
probably uh, hard. Um, is, it called, is it when they call you a hoser? Uh, exactly. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Milwaukee. Um, <laughs> so thank you. You know what? I'm not. I'm not even gonna go to submissions. Let's end with that. That was. Uh, that was too good. That was just. Um, yeah. It was also the most safer work for Chan from for uh, from 4chan with love that i think i've ever read on the show it was it was i'll even like i went to the leafs kings game maple uh, leafs toronto maple leafs hockey is a thing that canada gave uh that canada started um so i went to a game i'm sitting there next to a guy he says uh, like excuse me and i'm like oh what's up man you're from toronto aren't you and he's like yeah i'm like all right like you know you do know right away and yeah, then that's really funny yeah um i don't i don't think you would have known but you just no. know um, when it's familial. But uh, anyway, that's great. And everyone, <laughs> thanks for listening. I know we've run a little long. Thanks for uh, listening. And until next week, stay hopeful. We hope uh, we've brought you some hope for the future. I don't know yes. exactly how. But, <laughs> but like, we love and miss you all. When the world seems gold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore, here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. Oh, please, so, with Aaron